0: You're listening to Oblivion
1: it's, Good, um,
0: um it's you know, uh epidemic uh of- hold, hold on a no second. I, let me start the start the show real quick and uh sure. Then we can get going. Um uh, it's uh Oblivion, it's uh twelve um December fourteenth, twenty twenty. so um yep. Um David was anxious that uh, the three hundred thousand mark would not be achieved by the time we started this podcast today, but I believe um we can safely say that we have passed three hundred thousand official deaths in the United States. Thank you very much, David Overby. You are the prince of darkness, so while you talk about that, I'm gonna prepare for um the uh, second segment of our show that um, deals with uh, the drug war legalization of drugs by taking a huge dab.
1: Oh, okay.
2: All right, man. I'm ready. Um
0: so um yeah. Um so we have probably passed the <coughs> pardon me, pardon me, pardon. Me. Uh, um three hundred thousand mark. We uh, uh um, looking at the, the latest numbers, um 299,328 was quite reported here on the New York Times side. I'm sure they're a little behind. Um,
1: so, you know, it uh, continues to rage. Well, now, the last number that I had, which was from around uh, 9 o'clock this morning, was uh, 299,000. But the interesting uh, thing I wanted to point out is uh, what I noticed. Uh, This time around among the mess that I have is a uh, considerable increase in deaths occurred over the period of the week, November 23rd to November the 30th, and then into the following week, November the 30th to December the 7th. And so the, uh, the numbers are for the week of November twenty third to November the thirtieth, there was a plus nine thousand five hundred and sixty increase. The following week, week of November the thirtieth through December the seventh, there was a plus fifteen thousand increase. Hmm. Right. Now so that is this round up the-
0: Well I, I added it up. It's it was seventeen thousand and fifteen increase for this week. Uh, For this week, this, so yeah, it's so still we, still went, we went we went from fifteen thousand five fifty five last week, and now we're seventeen
1: oh one five. Right, but if you look at that previous week, right, end of November, and then November yeah. turning into were, that first week two, of
0: December, two 10 k weeks in a row there at the end of November.
1: Right, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to point out is that there's a plus five. Thousand increase right in the first week of December from the last week of November right right so if that so that means that you have the number ten thousand increasing by five thousand that's a you know that's a fifty percent increase so if you keep thinking in those terms like until you see the numbers go down they'll you know they'll stay that way or they'll go up it means At some point, that number of 15,000 could increase by, you know, 50% or more. So that'd be 7,500, right, increase, you know, coming up here pretty soon, which would mean that for that week you would have uh, something like a plus – Uh, Let's see, it'd be a plus 22,000 increase, which means instead of a 5,000 increase from the one week to the next, it'd be a 7,000 number. But since uh, because of the rate of increase is also going to increase, instead of saying 7,000, I'm sticking with my 8,000 prediction. Okay, and so what we're looking for is to see if next week, which is going to be the week of the 14th through the 21st if we have 8,000 more deaths than we had this week? Yeah. So w- what number will we be looking for on December the 21st?
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah. So, I mean, what do you think the numbers will be?
0: Well, I mean, well, let's, let's just go back to your previous uh, kind of prediction. So you had uh, 1123, two weeks. In two weeks, there would be plus 15K per week, uh, which did come true. Uh, your negative attitude um, <laughs> um, went through the ether, infected um, the proper number of people to get the numbers which you um, uh, wished into play. <laughs> um, so then 11.30, 2020, <laughs> you just three weeks. Uh there'd be fifteen k to twenty k well, the next week we had fifteen k, so you are kind of i thinking the twenty k and it looks like three weeks from that'll be next week. I mean, I think it um unless it happens to flatten off by that point, um which I doubt um, I think it's um definitely gonna be twenty k by next week. Um and it's interesting um you can see on this little the graph on the national uh new York Times map they've just got a graph that goes from March or zero you know basically to uh to the current time, and so if you're going along, there was as far as cases were concerned. I think the deaths were just through the roof in April and uh, May. But the actual case numbers are nothing like they are now. Uh, right. it, it was like, say, 30,000 cases a day through April. Uh, there was a little peak in July that was, mm, say, sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 a day. Um. Uh, kind of crept down, crept down, and it just started going back up in October, real gradual. And then the beginning of November, that's when it really went up. So by the end of, say, the first day of November, it was 80,000 a day. Right. By, Dece- by December 1st, we're talking 175,000 a day, so nearly double or at right. least double uh, in a month. Um, and, you know, we had some shutdowns and such, but then we had Thanksgiving too at the same time. Uh, <laughs> it went down a little bit, uh, just before December started, just went down a little bit, say ten, twenty thousand 20,000, uh, new cases a day, then just spiked right up till now, basically I mean by this the curve is still at the top, you know, it's not going down at all. We're at the top. Um, right. And will that trend so, keep going? How long will that trend keep going is a big question. And I don't know, man, I think it's pretty obvious that it's really gotten into areas. We've had shutdowns around the country. Um, now we had more draconians. this like last, last week, California shut down uh, pretty much back to the spring levels. Um, Kentucky has been shut down. Supposedly, we're was it today that we opened back up again? Supposedly, we're open for day? business. Really? Yeah, we're open for business, baby. One so, PM. You know, and okay, let's open let's on up. The, let's look at the coronavirus map for Kentucky. Uh, well, um uh, the numbers kind of fall along with the national, basically, the, the curve of the graph, um, you know, it, there's a red line that's the seven day average every day. So it kind of makes it more smoothed out the curve, you know, cause it's kind of up and down reported quite a bit, um, uh, for various reasons. So it's been going down for the last week a little bit, not a huge amount. Um, So uh, is that because the shutdown has brought it down? Maybe. But, I mean, we're going to end it. So (laughs) Uh, we're coming up on Christmas. Everybody's going to get back together again. I don't know, man. It's pretty grim, and I I think it's going to go up, continue to go up for maybe another month would be my thing because I mean Christmas is definitely going to put the everybody's going to get back together again and have their big orgies, um, uh, oh, uh, yeah, uninteresting gatherings,
1: um, and uh, well, it'll it'll. Numbers will keep going up until they stop going up, right. and so as the Well, we're just—I'm right?
0: just trying to—I'm just trying to get a sense of imagining the future. You know, un, totally uninformed, I'm sure there's virologists and stuff that have actual like computer models,
1: <laughs> you know. And uh, well, I think that they said like it, at least through you know February until the weather warms up, because that it—that's not going to really start going down significantly. Right. And then the, then you have to also factor in that the vaccine is going to be drawn out. And that uh, the latest I read is that it won't be until June that it'll be the way it should really be right now, which is that anybody who wants a vaccine should get one. I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. I mean, have we been given any reason why it's going to take that long? I mean, I, I know they have to manufacture it and distribute it, but it's sort of like me saying, you know, I'm going to drive to Louisville, and it's going to take me until June to do it. And and there Well, must, there must but I, I think
0: your comparison there is a little, a little uh, uh,
1: not not quite. The well, not same. in terms of of just failing to give an explanation. It's not. I mean, I know it's it's more difficult to do the vac- to do the vaccination than it is for me to drive to Louisville. I'm just saying, saying this is how it's going to be with just no. Like, why? Like, what have people been waiting on? What better things do people have to do right now? Shouldn't every single resource just be mobilized to get everybody vaccinated? I mean, what better approach could there be from an epidemiological standpoint? Like, if you get everybody vaccinated today, it, it was all in Louisville, too. That's why one reason I mentioned Louisville is it comes into... Of all the places, where does it go? I mean, it went there and it went to Memphis and Memphis is going to take it west and well, do you, you think it was, of,
0: was it Louisville because, bands going there Dave now, what was happening with louisville
1: well that's that's where one of the the big giant you know wholesale shipments, in, and then it gets distributed east I from see. Louisville and West. From from Memphis. Well, it's that big UPS hub, I guess. You know, there. Well, sure. Forced. So, I mean, if it wasn't for the people of Kentucky, you know, the that UPS hub couldn't exist because it can't. It has to have that whole infrastructure. So, right, problem.
0: man. I want my fucking vaccine now, man. I made that happen. Well, but well, for real,
1: like, can you give me? Can you give me an actual good reason why it would be until June? That just anybody could get vaccinated. Well, who says this? This I, June? One of the many sources, one of the latest things that, that, that I've read says that it'll it'll be June. Now what does what does June mean? I mean that, that anybody, everybody will one, have it. Everybody will right. have it. Right. Everybody will have it, or by then there'll be enough of it and just anybody can can get one. Like you won't have to wait for it. You know, right right now we're waiting for it. So I see it as this very weird moment where it is kind of exciting to see that it's actually here and the reports of the people actually getting injected. Then you have to sit there and think, but, you know, when do I get it? You know, and it's one thing if it can't be right now, but it's another thing to say it's going to be, in half a year because this is really nine months in right i mean it started in march it's december that's nine months you say june that's another six months that's two-thirds of what we've already been through so it's not um i mean there's it's definitely better but it's not like any kind of well great this is you know i just don't understand why there wouldn't be more of a priority on saying we're just going to get everybody vaccinated as soon as possible. Yeah.
2: Uh okay,
0: uh yeah, I, I can't uh I'm, I'm not, not I'm not really sh- sure um, how to answer that. I mean, it's uh, I, I I mean, think, that is the overall plan and I mean, if you're honestly going to say uh you know, I think there's Production uh you know, it's not as easy as just flipping a switch and sure you can throw all the money you want at things, but you know, it it can take times. I mean a lot of the time that it's taken so far were just in the trials,
1: right? I mean they had already developed I understand it, that. And, and they in my mind see, in my mind that would mean um things would go faster now. Well, but and, uh, and
0: and there's big questions about speeding that up. Um, you know, there's all this, there's not any emphasis questioning uh, the safety of the thing because we're just taking it on the face of what Pfizer is telling us, that that's safe. Um, uh, I was just read a thing this morning, how they halted it to certain people because there was a bad reaction. I can't can't remember. Yeah,
1: two people got severe reactions, and they attribute it to that their um, immune system is compromised. Like right. they get, they're very prone to allergies and uh, shouldn't fed. shouldn't give it to people that are real allergic. Yeah, right. Um, um, but I would just point out that since I mean, neither I nor you can answer the question that I'm asking. Is that once again we're getting poor information? Like I, I should know how long does it take to make this stuff and if there's a good reason why it won't be until June, that's one thing. But just to say, well, because it'll take a long time, because it'll it'll take that long is not a reason. It's just it's just conditioning me to go along with it and not demand that I get vaccinated uh with all deliberate speed. And I have no idea why that wouldn't be on everybody's mind. That wouldn't be everybody's top priority. Isn't this what everybody wants? Like no more shutdowns, no more lockdowns. You can do all this stuff that you so desperately have always wanted to do, like go to school and go to work. (laughs) Like all all the stuff that we know um, people not only don't like doing, they hate doing, and they claim, you know, that's why they won't wear a mask, you know, because they just, they feel their freedom's being attacked, because they've not been able to go to school or go to work. Um, Let's
0: let's go to a topic um, that I saw, and so you might want to comment briefly. You haven't read the thing, but I'm sure you can talk about it a little bit. Uh, Virus cases in college sports prove athletes are workers. They should be treated as such of the thing by Kurt Streeter on December 12. Um, <clears throat> Now, you know, he
2: goes through and,
0: well, he kind of excoriates that um, in agreement with you that they shouldn't even have been opening up these things like basketball. He said they did the great right thing there in April and just totally shut the whole thing down, didn't even have the final four, but now it's worse but they're, you know, he thinks that's ridiculous. Why would you? (laughs) Right. Uh, It's
1: obviously not based in the science. Yeah. Yeah. They're not looking at the data and saying, you know, if the virus were under control and they had, they could put them in a bubble, it it would be one thing, but there have been numerous postponements and cancellations of games on a daily basis. And uh, on that note, kind of a, sad, but at least not yet, uh, tragic story is, um, Keontae Johnson, a, uh, college basketball player for Florida, uh, collapsed to the floor in a game on a uh, Saturday when Florida was playing Florida state. And, uh, it was rushed to the hospital and the latest is that, um uh, he was in, um, critical but stable condition.
2: From COVID?
1: Well, here's the thing. What people think it may be is that since he was infected with COVID-19 earlier, that this is myocarditis, right? It's one of those longer-term side effect Uh symptoms of getting infected, right? Is that maybe you get it and you don't die, but it damages... Something right it's your heart out basketball and um and then the other thing is is that historically um unfortunately african American players are more prone to having this happen during games. one of the most tragic examples uh, was uh Hank gathers, who in March of nineteen ninety literally just uh dropped dead in a game uh, for uh loyola marymount um Coached by uh, Paul Westhead, uh, also with uh, Bo Kimball, but he um, and uh, Hank Gathers—they were both from Philadelphia—and went out to the, you know, West Coast to play this, you know, uh, tough guy dominating uh, street ball. And they had a really great uh, team. And uh, Gathers had had some problems, right, and had been diagnosed he had this heart condition, and Mm -hmm. so they um, gave him uh, this medication but the medication seemed to throw his game off. And so he said, well, I'm, I am I want to play ball. And so he went off the medication and he started playing great again and he seemed fine. And then in this game, just boom, dead. Like, and so this guy, Johnson, didn't die. Um, but in both cases, I would just, you know, attribute it to this unbelievable um, lack of perspective and how sad it is to think, if you don't have basketball, you have nothing. And that really seems to be the mentality. Like, if you don't have sports, you have nothing. Like, you can't wake up and be happy just that you're alive. You know, that you can walk outside and um, feel the sunlight or if it's chilly and cold, whatever. I mean. um,
0: What is the A2 receptor news?
1: Was there any news about that or was it? The the receptor
2: mm.
1: topic, yeah. That concerns um, one of the big uh, mysteries with COVID nineteen is why does it affect some people so severely? Like they get really sick and they sometimes even die, yeah. while these have, other people have get, these
0: long term,
1: right? Like effect. the long haulers. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. with these other people, uh, they. Um, they get mild symptoms or no symptoms at all. And they think that it may be genetic and that there are these five genes that if people have these genes, it makes them more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the genes is the gene that makes this receptor that um, the uh, virus latches onto. And so, I guess if you have a certain type of gene, because everybody has these receptors, but I guess the way it works is that if you have the certain type of gene, you will make more of these receptors than someone who doesn't. And so that is somewhat consistent with my earlier theory that it was the dosage, the viral doses of the initial infection that was the explanation. It isn't necessarily that, it's the extent to which the virus infects and multiplies other cells after it's infected the person. And so it's there's a genetic explanation uh, that if, if your body makes a lot of these receptors in response to getting infected, then the virus can spread more and it does more damage.
0: And the good um, news about that is that through the process of natural selection, these inferior people with these genes will be uh, killed uh, by the virus and leave us, the master race,
1: alive. Right. Yes, um, well said, so by uh, along that note, um, to see what I can I can conjure with the numbers here, what I, what I'm saying is is that since you had that significant increase from the last week of November to the first week of December, there's a basis in the numbers for saying that kind of jump is going to happen again because the curve is still going up. Right. And the point, the whole danger with the curve going up is that um, not only do the numbers keep increasing, but the rate of increase will increase over time. So if you could have a plus 5000 jump, you're going to have more than that. And with with, you know, with it being incremental, you could see it being something like another 50 percent increase, you know, from 5000. So 7,500, it's gonna. I'm saying it's going to be like an 8,000 increase from the prior week. If the prior week was 15,000, 15 and 8 is 23. And so if we have 300,000 deaths today, then by next week, December the 21st, we need to have 320, 323,000 deaths. Got
0: to have that. Got to have it. So is that your prediction for next week?
1: Well, and if, you know, three hundred and twenty, uh, three hundred twenty-three thousand. Yeah. Okay. Now cut me a little bit of slack. If we can look at the numbers, say that we'll definitely be there by Christmas, which would just be another four days. I think that might sort of count. Um, but I don't mind being hardcore. I mean, we can stick with the actual prediction. I'll, I'll say 323 by December the 21st.
0: He's well, got, got to spread the most negative. You know, well, no, but
1: I haven't. Our, Look, I mean, I
0: said. No, I'm. I'm saying it. that's what is required for you to cause these numbers to happen, like you have in the past. Um, you know, you've got to like. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to think about my other predictions.
1: Uh, I said that it was going to be by Christmas that we would have three hundred thousand, and we, right. are, we are we already have it by now, according to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 300,000. I didn't, I didn't think it would be this soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that on top yeah, of but stuff. see, you overachieve, see. I mean, you know, it's like... <laughs> I'm I'm a natural. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you, you've been expressing... I'm a supernatural. Yeah, you have supernatural loathing, Um. Uh, negativity, Uh, angst, um, you know, and this spreads throughout the ether and eventually takes over somewhat like a virus. I mean, you know, it's very simple. And um, so whether or not it's a virus or it's just your will to kill, it's hard to say. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, it's it's it is amazing though. I yeah, I didn't notice the three hundred thousand dead before Christmas, uh,
1: um, and you made that two weeks ago, and right. So I, I low numbered that, and and significantly, like like by Christmas, it, it will probably be, you know, between three twenty and three hundred and twenty five thousand, and and I mean that would put it on schedule <laughs> before the, you know. <laughs> One million, Mark, for Memorial Day. One million dead.
2: Uh, <clears throat> okay, so you've got uh this uh oh
0: well I just say oh, Rebecca Jones. Uh why do you have the what part of that story were you uh talk about? Uh
1: well she was uh one of the Um, workers in Florida she was either a nurse or she worked at a hospital or maybe she worked with the the state government but she was reporting the numbers in Florida infections and deaths she was fired from the Florida Health Department right and DeSantis fired her so I guess that must mean that it was the the state that did it Mm -hmm. or they told her that she couldn't she violated a a state order, even in this you know free country where we don't have to wear masks or social distance or do anything that the government uh, asks us to do during a pandemic, during a crisis. Um,
0: well, and, but the reason I, I was maybe we we're going to
1: get to this, but you know when I looked at you know uh, that the police there, came there to, was, to her home and pointed, to, you know, held her at gunpoint and her children because she was still transmitting the information I think they arrested her <laughs>
0: right yeah it, but it's interesting when I looked her up you know there's this whole salacious thing that was revealed about all about her where the thing married Florida data scientist acts for refusing to alter COVID 19 stats was fired from the university job for having an affair with a student charged with stalking, threatening and with a French porn, writing a 342 page manifesto on their sex life. <laughs> so, yeah, first of all, I want to read the second manifesto. sounds awesome. Uh, at least 60 pages of a 642 page manifesto with a narrative of the affair with sweet, Sweeterman. That's the person. Uh, she was charged with three counts of cyber stock for students twenty one whose father was training on <laughs> So uh yeah. Uh, smeared. <clears throat>
1: So, well, in, in, it's it's really, though, immaterial, unless I'm missing something, to the fact that her... You well, know, they're trying, they're trying to art. paint
0: her with some ammunition as being just full of shit. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, you know, that she can't be trusted to be listened to or whatever. She
2: deserves to be, well, uh,
0: you know, telecompointed
1: But I think that would more require proving that the numbers that she... Was reporting were wrong, not like anything about her personal life. Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, of course. It's
1: ridiculous. I mean, that's all they're even bringing all this stuff with me. Because and,
0: I, I, this thing goes on and on and on
1: about this. <laughs> about this. If thing, we don't you care know? about things that you know, like a common problem, like the, a pandemic, why do we care about someone's personal life?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, she's like a she's a blonde. She's a blonde hottie, so that's that's good. Though. Well, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> is, is she bisexual? <laughs> I haven't seen that part. Of it. Uh, and so, then that really she, makes she, it she, exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, she she had a sex and supposedly this uh, student, but uh, I don't know if it was her student or. It goes on and on. I'm sure it tells you the details of it. So, I mean, what was it that they actually uh, were telling her that
1: she should do? I mean, what's alleged that uh, she was? I just think something? that there was there was some kind of directive that she wasn't to be reporting these these numbers. Like she no. was just kind of given the raw, straight up numbers of. How many people were coming into the hospital and how many were having to go to the ICU and what was, what was really going on, which is what it should be like in, in any system, but certainly in a democracy. Like where you don't have this tyrannical totalitarian system that just controls everything and it only exists for its own personal interest and the empowerment and aggrandizement of the people who are in power.
0: Sure. Yeah, but, the, the, but, the but issue a different be, picture has now emerged after Florida Governor If she was DeSantis. reporting
1: false information, then that's well, one thing. But I don't well, think she was. I think the let me, problem... Let me read this She wasn't reporting false information.
0: But a different picture has now emerged after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said that Jones was canned because of insubordination and called her disrupted. So... Uh, sure. The that claim she was asked to leave by health officials this month because she refused to fudge coronavirus infection. Now, is that? Did you hear that part of the story that she refused she to fudge, fudge the coronavirus? It says because she refused to fudge coronavirus infection, but is that really the story either? I mean, is the story really that she did say the numbers that she was told not to
1: say? Well, but you're saying that the problem was that she didn't fudge them, right? That's what they wanted her to do. Like, don't tell people it's this many. Make it lower. Now, don't tell them that, like, you know, 60 people died today in your hospital. Say it was, you know, six. Hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to do that. And so they said, you're being insubordinate. You're not doing what what we are telling you to do, so we'll fire you which is bad enough but then when they when they went to her house when they sent the the police it, and they came in there with their guns drawn and reportedly had guns pointed at her and even her her children i mean that's typical police state america just these super heavy-handed tactics and you know going crazy with how you're going to consider everybody the major threat and you know, criminalizing and prosecuting things that there's nothing wrong for doing them uh, in the first place. You know, it could be smoking pot or in this case, just telling the truth and reporting the factual information from the hospital and from the probably also from like the Florida hospital database of, you know, sharing the numbers of the the, uh, infections and deaths. I mean, you've you've gotta you've gotta do this stuff you've gotta make people understand how serious this is. Um, I don't know if I sent you this topic or not, but I was going through my notes and the the head of the Mississippi public health care system said something, and she's like i'm I'm really beginning to be concerned that people don't understand that the resources are finite, like our resources are finite and that's a, that's the real i just think. Uh, dumbfounding American problem that Americans really do not see life as as finite. I mean, it gets back to we've had this discussion about fossil fuels. Like one of the many reasons to move away from them is, you know, they they won't will run out of them. Yeah. So why would we want to just doom ourselves to a world where? that the, everything will just grind to a halt and there will be no way to keep going. Once we exhaust everything, not to mention the nightmare of what it'll be like when we get down to the last, you know, two or three gallons.
0: <laughs>
2: Who's going to get it?
0: It'll be like the vaccine, man. We're going to have riots.
2: Who's going to be the last person to get the <laughs> Be able
1: to take the plane trip. Before Greta Thunberg and Alexandria ocasio Cortez <laughs> take over the world.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll just drink it. You know, they won't even need it to go anywhere.
1: Be like, no, they'll mm-hmm. have an orgy with it. They'll give <laughs> they'll give each other massages.
0: <laughs> a rub down the gasoline. Mm. Now,
1: that would be kind of a great like Blakeian painting, right? <laughs> like the last drops of oil. <laughs> or <laughs> Okay. The
0: okay, um, well, let's um, let's move on to a uh, uh, maybe slightly lighter because there's some good news. Fall with it, but let's start with the sort of half good, half bad uh, uh, story of man serving 90-year prison sentence for selling marijuana, released from prison. His name was uh, his Richard Delisi, Uh <clears throat> who has spent the last thirty-one years in prison for uh, marijuana
1: selling. Marijuana got a ninety. 90- He's out of uh, New Jersey, which was uh, which just legalized it.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, so you think it was because of that that he was released or didn't they? I think that that's part of it and
1: it's part of a, just a larger national movement and it's, it's encouraging, but it also should serve as a reminder as to how crucial ending, ending is. prohibition is. Right. Cause I mean, this kind of thing uh, can and still does happen. I mean, maybe not just on there's such a totally extreme schedule, but
0: still, well, that what's the most, point of, well, they continue with it. They said here that, uh, uh, the least he was sentenced to 90 years for marijuana traffic in 1989 at the age of 40, even though the typical sentence was only 12 to 17 years. Only seven, 12 to 17. They
1: thought he was part of organized crime because he's yeah. Italian. Right. That's why they gave him the bigger mm-hmm. sentence. So, yeah,
0: the 12 to 17, that's just insane. I mean, murder often doesn't get 12 to 17 years. <laughs> So the fact that you, anyone still can anywhere
1: to get that kind of a sentence is just that complete a, a lack
0: of justice. Yeah, there is no justice. It's hard, it has
1: nothing to do with justice. It, it's just it's hardcore punishment and intimidation for its own sake. Yeah, and I'm sure uh,
0: uh, old old Biden will uh, will uh, take care of all that for us. Uh, so yeah, let's let's go to Oregon. Just discri- decriminalize all drugs. Um, and they this uh, Yahoo uh, uh, news article that you sent me uh, the, the little picture uh, to illustrate this is there's somebody's back pocket and they're pulling out a little baggie with some white powder. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I don't know what powder is in there. I love them man uh, uh, so yeah now, now
1: oh. you can
0: have a little baggie in your pocket and, uh, and you i'm know. I'm glad
1: that you mentioned this um here's uh here's a related story um for- for the first time, the research is showing that cocaine and hard drugs are now more popular than alcohol among 16 to 25 year All <laughs>
0: All right, man. And here's the thing, it's probably done.
1: <laughs> well, it's, but it's probably safer. It it's probably safer and healthier for them. <laughs> and the and, and I think this is one of the things we're going to find out from you know de- decriminalizing um all all of these drugs is that it really isn't, you know, going to make any difference because in this article um, toward the end, one of the, uh, uh, researchers and, you know, a long time, uh, doctor who, who treats addiction said, you know, alcohol is, is one of the more dangerous, uh, of, of the drugs that's out there in terms of talking, uh, discussing the risk that this posed to this younger group of people. But get this, and I, I did not know this, but one of the reasons for, for this is that cocaine and other hard drugs have become just as easy to get as alcohol because uh, they can use these WhatsApp, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, WhatsApp? Uh, yeah. they, they They use WhatsApp and they just make an appointment <laughs> and, and the drugs are delivered. <laughs> Awesome, and, you man. know, it's cheap and high quality. I mean, it's like having, it's like getting a pizza.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a little cocaine for special occasions delivered to my home.
1: And it's like you could do this or you could start, you know, poisoning yourself with, like, liquor at four in the afternoon and then be hungover and dehydrated and have due to damage to your liver and kidney. Yeah.
0: You know, the I mean, difference but the difference between a three-day alcohol bender and a three-day cocaine bender, just they're not the same. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the one, you know, I'm cr- asleep for uh, five days, and uh, <laughs> the other
1: one, I'm sick for five days. But, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, so what difference does it? <laughs> what difference does it really make? Yeah. You know, it's just this authoritarian, you know, we'll make the rules. We'll tell you what to do. And I tell you, the the real thing with, with cannabis, the reason that, that um, still most of America clings to prohibition is they know that there's nothing wrong with it. They just don't like the idea that it gives other people pleasure, that other people get pleasure from, from doing it. That's what they hate about it. This other person's gonna do something because they want to and they'll enjoy it and and they're against that, but they know there's nothing wrong with it and that's just how um, pathetic and you know, victim craving they are <laughs> but
0: you know I think it's that's on the lane i mean by uh evidence that the working drug war, law, law, which is just kind of unbelievable. Now, I do would have to look at it a little closer. I'm assuming that the cops got cut into some deal with this thing, you know. There was some compromise where the cops got one or something uh, out of this that's probably not so good, Um, but um, they got wrong about
1: that. Well, I mean, they can still bust the the dealers. Like, it's still, Uh, but whoever's,
0: so know, you can still give a 90, 90 year drug sentence if you really want. Yeah. Right. The yeah, uh, idea now
1: is, is that if you just want to, you know, have some for personal use, like if you just want to party, mm-hmm. um, then it's and it's just yours. Like it's not it's it's not a crime. Right. You know, they uh, I, I guess that they I guess they, they take it <laughs> from you. So you have to go back and get more. But. Um, you know, you're offered maybe to get counseling or
0: something. Yeah, they, they take it from you and they take it right to evidence
1: and they don't do any of it themselves.
0: Oh, so of course not.
1: Well, that, you, you can, know, that may be what it them. is. Like, if we don't criminalize it, then we don't have oh. to
0: turn it over <laughs> to evidence. Oh, yeah. It. And that, there you go. But it's <laughs> That was the compromise. Good. You get to keep yeah. all the drugs you want when you frisbee. It's dead. such a
1: waste. Like in a in a place like uh, Marshall County, Kentucky, the county judge executive is saying, "Well, I mean, we can't really enforce th- you know this mask wearing and these rules against indoor dining because <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago there were three restaurants in Marshall County that were saying we're going to defy the governor's orders to not have indoor dining. We'll go ahead and let you come in." They're saying, "Well, we just don't really have the manpower to enforce this." And it's like, well, then how do you always manage to have like an endless army of people that are just, <laughs> yeah. you know, get, you know, busting everybody left and right all, all the time for anything that has to do with drugs? Like, why is this so important? Uh-huh. And of course, there's no conversation about it. Like MSNBC, well, you know, making its tiresome case about Donald Trump being a Russian asset. You know, the one story they talked about for four years would never talk about the war on drugs as like a real form of horrible injustice and something that is oppressive and should be changed. Right.
0: And you know cuz and on the federal level it's not looking good. But what Biden, a surprise. You know, I mean Biden's going to uh, Of course I heard this liberal podcaster uh had this opinion about uh <clears throat> Biden that you know, he only did that drug war and uh, crime bill uh, stuff back in the 90s because he had conservative voters there in Delaware that he had to appeal to. And now that he doesn't need those voters, he won't be so draconian. It's like, give me a fucking break, man. You just listen to the guy for a minute talking about the subject, and he's just, he, it's just like he is going you know, to have a fucking orgasm talking about how. His cruelty, how he's like the most cruel, you know, has no empathy for them. We're going to,
2: we're
0: going to tear down the, you know. uh, Oh, yeah, and he said. A rave, rave, if there's a rave, we're going to tear down the rave building, you know, (laughs) like Israel style. We're going to just bulldoze
1: the building, you know. know? Right, he doesn't, he doesn't get off on it. It was just, it was a completely pragmatic yeah, political yeah. strategy because we know what, what good political strategists Democrats are. <laughs> yeah. They never get out foxed by the Republicans. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> well, I mean the what? thing with the thing, the thing with uh, Biden, I mean, he made that no empathy comment as recently I think as 2010. Right. I mean, so this isn't all the stuff he was saying in the early '90s when Bill Clinton yeah, right. was president.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just unbelievable anybody would say such have something like that come out of their mouth. I mean, it's clear what the guys like, and um, yeah, it was interesting. There was this leaked Zoom meeting he had with. Uh, you know, civil rights people, you know, black people, in the ACP presidents, et cetera, types. <clears throat> and he spent the his time, you know, uh, you know, had all these experts there on um, on um, subject. And his whole thing was his just his thing, his thing. He always does is just talk about himself, how that you know, I was the first person to do this and and do that and. Uh, this story you know and it, it's like the guy is this complete a maniac just like Trump man it's a, you know it's, of course they have different personalities um, but uh, you know, I've never like gotten this uh, idea that he's so like wholesome and and uh, like some decent like man a, yeah a decent man that it was I mean he he must be decent enough that somebody like Bernie Sanders would hang out with him. But, you know, that kind of blows my mind. It's like Bernie must really be able to to compartmentalize his life. Because, holy shit, <laughs> this guy is just crazed,
1: right? Um well, the whole drug war is crazy, and the thing is, is that if if Joe Biden is who these people say is, all he has to do is, you know, once he's inaugurated, mm-hmm. is is change all of this stuff, fucking prove I mean, that he's not a goddamn Nazi. Uh, cop. Right? I mean, there's no need to like speculate on it, and, and and what's discouraging is that there's an unwillingness for people to be saying this is what Joe Biden should do this is what he should be getting ready to do and we should hold him accountable rather than telling all of us just to shut up and not mm-hmm. criticize him because he's really a good guy and right. you know do, do we want the the bad 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 donald trump back in the white house no we don't <laughs> so let's all you know get in line with making sure that, you know we like good old comfort joe
0: but you know he's he he put a uh, a black man on as
1: defense secretary
0: last week. So, right, it's, that,
1: that's what this is <laughs> going to all be about. Is like his incredibly diverse, his historically diverse cabinet. The first time of a Hispanic is in charge of transportation. The first time a black woman is in charge of the park system. I mean, <laughs>
0: although although it was kind of it's part of this. Um, civil rights, uh, there was a woman that was critiquing a couple of weeks ago uh, this idea that you always have to have a black person in HUD, right? This is kind of like the token thing they always do. And guess who got put in HUD? The same person Obama. that was criticizing. No, the same person that was
1: criticizing this black person woman <laughs> got put in the HUD position. You know? So the woman who was saying criticizing the fact that you always have to have a black person and uh this the like, position got put in that position <laughs> and she's a uh, black woman yeah oh hey man so they're they're so cliche that they <laughs>
0: yeah right
1: they yeah can be aware of how cliche they are but they still it's can't so shallow cliche.
0: that that you know there is no that, that we all know what's going things. on look there's a black it. in there there's a black well, but we gotta keep a black in this HUD thing because that's that's a black thing, you
1: know. <laughs> right. Like this is this is good enough to, to You're you're the most qualified to be in HUD because you're a black person. You know, what we've had the last, you know, forty years, this is all we need It's like, Oh, well there's a Hispanic in charge of the Department of Transportation. But that's taken care of. You know, next four years should be a breeze. <laughs> So, but
0: see, they can keep doing this forever because uh, you can keep getting into smaller minorities, right? Uh, uh, You know, you can get the woman of color who is trans and who, um, uh, let's see, has one leg. (laughs) You know,
1: you can just keep, you know. It'll never end. You never run out of categories. <laughs> Historic appointment. You know. Well, I mean, you can still do it. You just keep shuffling around like we've never had. You know, you, it's like you've got Hispanic, Black, you know, Asian, Gay, Transgender. You you start with those, and you've got all the different cabinet positions. You just sort of shuffle around all the different possible combinations. Mm-hmm. It's like what we've had of Gay. Hispanic secretary of transportation, but we've never had a gay Hispanic uh, head of um, infrastructure or um, food distribution. So what you just, whatever the positions are in the in, in the gay secretary of communications, you know, we, we haven't had a Hispanic do that. We had a black person before, but not Hispanic. In other words, you gotta
0: have the locutious Irishman
1: uh instead, of, instead <laughs> of saying, you know, what would be historic is if the war on drugs was ended. Right. That yep. would that would really be historic. You know, all these people got out of jail and it was like we're not gonna do this anymore. This is we're not gonna have society based around this bully system and this prison state.
0: And I guess uh, I mean are they gonna end up passing some kind of relief? Um Oh no way. Oh really, that's is that out of the well, question? That's my I, I thought it was I mean I, Oh well I mean I was I thought that they were gonna end up doing something with the ones the omnibus, you know, must pass things, which is, usually means like the military, you know, they hack it on the military budget uh extension. And uh
1: So So the government won't shut down?
0: uh, Well, it's just like, it's this ridiculous trope where there's these omnibus bills that are, I mean, they haven't done the uh, budgets right Uh, for 20, 30 years now. They they never actually pass a budget, right? They do these continuing resolutions where they instead of having a whole budget they just have these sections that they have to pass to extend, extend them, you know. And uh, right. and so you can just tack on something like the relief bill, the Democrats can, and then they're kind of forced to you know, do it then. But um so they they might do something. But still it's totally inadequate. <clears throat> what the Democrats were saying was a was uh About a trillion dollars, but you know, it was three hundred dollars a month uh, extra unemployment and extension unemployment, and uh, and then um, no no money, you know, not even the twelve hundred dollar
1: token amount. Did
0: you ever end up getting your twelve hundred dollars?
1: No, but I've told that I I I have been told that I will get it.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> That's hilarious. So what, Can did, I they, make what it? did they say I mean, in nope. this? They said we know that you're waiting in six years.
1: Like what's this? Oh no shit! Like, <laughs> I did like,
0: shit. I've been <laughs> living on the street for the last five. Uh, <laughs> right. Can't believe they even found me. You know,
1: I'm gonna go to the bar. <laughs> you know. But
0: uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, even if they do pass it, it's no, you know, I guess a few businesses will see a little bit. I'm sure it'll be mostly for this extra money for the billionaire.
1: Right. I mean, one thing I read about is how whatever kind of um, recovery that, that we have, according to the, you know, Forrest Gump uh, storyline that I'm sure this, everything in America is told with, including the coronavirus, uh, pandemic, it's going to be a K re- recovery instead of a V price right? of so everything goes down and then it shoots back up. It's going to be the, as always rich get richer and everybody else will get even poorer because, right. you know, wealthy people that own shipping companies and, uh mass delivery systems uh and also people that have the ability to you know work from home or you know work in an office where they're just isolated from everyone they can continue to make money you know their work does not require them to be um, elbow to elbow with the public during during a pandemic so uh you know whatever they pass is going to be inadequate and I just think this is a perfect time in history to show how the Democrats are missing an opportunity, right? Because, well, also these these eviction uh, moratoriums are going to end at the end of the year. So now people are going to be, you know, out on on the street, you know, no joke. And um, and then these people aren't going to have any money. And so when you think about collectively the amount of people who – uh, aren't going to have have money. This will affect all kinds of other businesses because when there's not going to be people to spend it, uh, and and there's not there's not going to be people to spend it on, um, really just uh, across the board. I mean, I think that the restaurant industry has particularly uh, been hurt badly. I, there was a um, article about restaurants in two. Popular, heavily trafficked um, neighborhoods in San Francisco, and something like eighty five percent of the restaurants have closed I mean that's mean, a lot and, you
0: mean permanently or
1: yes wow. I mean they don't have any there's no expectation that they'll that they'll get back open, and all the expectations is that it's going to get even worse because california has has to keep locking things down again right That's their, i mean their hospitals are at at capacity uh i heard one report that in the central in the in the uh, counties of central california i'm guessing this area between los angeles and san francisco like the hospitals are full hmm. so i have to think um oh in sweden the uh the hospital the, the hospital system is is a collapsing and Stockholm. And uh, I just read this article today. People are, um, the, some of the healthcare workers are, are quitting because they're exhausted. And they keep making them you know, work all the time. And they're exposed to the danger. And you know, they just, they, they blew it off. If you want to talk about sort of hardcore, sort of cold, uh, agnostic, detached arrogance, Uh, This, you know, Anders Tegel, whoever the head epidemiologist is over there in in, in Sweden, definitely got it. They just never got it under under control. And, you know, now that it's it's surging in in the world, it's just gone crazy there. The officials in Norway and and Finland have have stated that they're on, you know, standby to start taking people in from Sweden.
0: Well, I guess... uh... I guess eventually look at herd immunity. And it wasn't their whole idea I was to do herd immunity and.
1: I'm you know. um, yes, you, you're you're correct, um, and that they would have um, they'd have a more stable recovery as opposed to their Scandinavian neighbors, which were gonna you know, have to do these severe lockdowns and then open things up and then shut them down and open up and shut them down and you know that would be worse than having lots of people die. Um, But that's the thing, I'm glad that you mentioned the herd immunity, because in terms of projecting, like, how long the curve will continue to go up, there's your answer. Like, uh, until there is some sort of intervention, either in terms of, you know, major hardcore lockdown, quarantining, strong enforcement of mask wearing and um, public interaction like social distancing, or until you get 80% of the population vaccinated, the curve is gonna keep going up until herd immunity occurs, which means 6 million people in America will die. Because if you have something like 70 to 80% of the population get infected, uh, the 2% of that 70% of the 326 million is around 6 million people. So the, the, that will happen unless there's some sort of uh, intervention. The other thing that could happen is it, maybe the virus will uh, get tired. But this, you've used the word, I think, persistent before. And this thing certainly just seems uh, relentless, doesn't it? I mean... Like it never mutates or weakens or.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that um, I think it's just so contagious is is the reason. It's just um, even with these shutdowns and stuff, um, it just kind of persists uh, unless people are just incredibly isolated and uh, kept apart. It's just gonna be there, uh, and and until like either there's herd immunity through. Uh, the herd has been vaccinated. And, uh, right. Or, you know, there's whatever percentage it would be, uh, half of the population, 60, 70%, get it. And, you know, for that to happen, there's still a long ways to go.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, if, I mean if every... It's 30, not even 20 million,
0: million people have gotten it, right? I mean, let's let's be generous, because obviously that's, you know, say it's 15 million I can't remember what the current number is but See, The I'm official thinking. number now is 16 million. 16, 16 million but you know it, it may be easily double that as actually gotten it. Um, so that's still less than one tenth of less than 10% of the total population of the country uh, that's obviously not herd, yeah. even close to hurting immunity numbers I mean, maybe there's isolated communities that uh, a large enough number. Around, but, I mean, until you get to those um, amount, it doesn't seem like it will be possible for it to go down. It's You know, either the vaccine has to cause immunity in enough people or. So I think that um, it's likely not to see a significant downturn in the numbers for months.
1: Right, and I just think that um, you you'll have to see. I mean, that there won't be a significant downturn in the numbers until you get everybody vaccinated. Until you get that eighty percent vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So first, you've got to get that done. Otherwise, that's why I'm saying, from an epidemiological perspective, it doesn't make any sense dither on getting people vaccinated, that there really doesn't need to be any other priority or concern right now.
0: And, you know, while I'm being injected, I want some of these new decriminalized drugs injected into me at the same time.
1: Well, and and the other thing that we have to remember is that 95% efficacy still means 5% aren't, don't get immune. It doesn't work for them. And so that's why it's still going to be a very dangerous and risky time, which makes it all the more, in some ways, kind of maddening. I mean, the real challenge was to come up with the vaccine to make sure that it worked, and to make sure that it was safe. We've done that. But now it's as though it still doesn't exist.
0: So I've, got I mean, the chi- I've got one last thing before we go. Um, sure. Um, you've got Chiron. I wasn't quite sure what that was. The um, uh, K-H-I-R-O-N.
1: Chiron. Hmm. Chiron sounds like a planet that they visit in Star Trek. Yeah,
0: uh, it I think it might apparently have it has to do with it.
1: CBD.
2: What's that?
0: Sure. CBD, you know, the oil, uh, cannabis oil. No,
1: it doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, um, that stuff is is, is a waste. Yeah. um but uh, it, it might have had something to do with, I think Colombia is uh, basically legalizing cocaine or at least like medical cocaine.
2: Hmm. Oh, I think.
1: So it might have had something to do with that. That Chiron is one of the systems that they're going to use in Colombia to make and distribute all this cocaine.
2: All nice. right. Innovation. Okay, man, well,
0: uh, uh, good
1: show. Um, Why don't you take this on out? For the Oblivion Podcast, this is Dr. Dave Overby for David Miller. We'll see you next time, folks. So um, do you have time to talk for a second before? Sure.
2: Before we go, man. Yeah, Mian. Yeah, Mian.